0: Does it get old to you, uh, praying for people? I mean, do you, do you, uh, you know, what we just did, do you still see that as a privilege? I mean, is, is it still a, a pri- I mean, do, do you ever just stop and think, so just now as I was speaking, I wasn't just talking to the ear, but that the God of the universe, the creator of everything actually listened to me, that I had his ear. You know, I mean, if, if I came up to you today and say, hey, you guys, this week I spoke to, you know, to, to George Bush, you know, or to, to Michael Jackson or whoever, you go, no way. How in the world did you get him to talk to you or whatever? And, and yet you know, we're, we're talking about the God of the universe. I mean, does that, does that blow your mind that I just spoke to God, the, the, the creator of everything? Looking down at this ball, the Bible says that he's, he stooped over and listened, and he observed what was going on in this room. Does that, does that blow your mind at all? Or is it just, uh, you know, he prayed? You know, for, for those of us who've been Christians for a while, this can become like this, uh, this thing that we no longer see as a privilege. It's just something we do. Is it still an honor to you? I mean, can you imagine what life would be like without prayer? I mean, see, some of you have been Christians for so long that you, you don't even think this way anymore. But what if from here on out, you could no longer talk to God? You just stop and imagine that for a second. What would life be like if you could no longer speak to God, you no longer had access to Him? I mean, then what do we do? You know, you know if, if Catherine you know, gives us that little prayer request, it's so precious, and we just would have to look at her and say, okay, Catherine, good luck. I'll cross my fingers. You compare that to saying, I'm going to speak to the God who created your mother. I'm going to talk to the God who made this earth, and he's going to listen to me, and I'm going to ask him to do something here. And he actually hears us when we talk to him, and I'm absolutely confident that he hears my prayer. See, it's like, it's night and day. I mean, have you forgotten how awesome it is that we get to pray, that we get to speak to God, and we have his ear. When's the last time you you just thought about how amazing it was that you were speaking to God? Seriously, when's the last time you were amazed that you were actually talking to God and He was listening to you? Or have you lost the amazement? See, so many people, when they think in terms of their faith or they think in terms of their Christianity, they think in terms of restrictions. Restrictions oh, I'm a Christian now, so that means I can't uh, get drunk anymore, I can't smoke pot, I can't, uh, you know, look at porn, I can't, uh, you know, I can't be so materialistic, I can't gossip anymore, and I, I gotta watch my tongue, I can't, I can't cuss anymore, I can't swear, uh, you know, I can't cheat on my taxes, I gotta be honest, I gotta, you know, I can't lie to my wife, I can't lie to my husband, I can't, and it's all about all the things we can't do, and we've reduced being a Christian to being a person who can't do all of these things and has to go to church on the weekends. And then we wonder why people aren't attracted to Christianity. You guys, being a Christian, the thrill of being a Christian, what a Christian is all about is the fact that all day long, I have access to God. I mean, at any point of the day, I can speak to the Creator and He listens to me that's what being a christian is about is that all day long i just this little little man here on this earth i get to be with god i get to just just communicate with him all day long i mean when in when, john when, when he writes the book of first john he talks about how he goes man you guys we got to see you know i was back there and i got to see the creator we got to touch him we got to hear him and, and he goes and i'm writing this because I have fellowship with him, and I'm writing this to you because I want you to have fellowship with us, and our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son. He goes, man, this is an amazing thing. Why am I writing these words in this book? It's because I've got a relationship with God, and I want you guys to understand this. I want you to have the same type of fellowship. I want you to go throughout the day actually talking to the Creator. It's not that great just talking to other people. It's not that wonderful, you know, having communication with them. that's fine. But to have fellowship with God, I mean it's an amazing privilege. And sometimes as Christians, we, we don't think that way. We just think in terms of restrictions. You see, now that I've now that I've had access to God for so long, I can't imagine life without having access to God. Can you? Can you imagine what life would be like? I mean, some of us, we've been away from that for so long, and we've just gotten so used to these privileges that we forget. What was life like before that? You just go and do your deal every day, and you just deal with ordinary things, and you never come into contact with the one who made you and the one who's actually in control of this universe? You know, this, this week's passage is a passage on prayer. But, you guys, the last thing I want to happen today is for this to be a guilt trip. Okay, that is the last thing. I pray that this does not become that, that you guys walk out of here and you go, yeah, I need to pray more. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, that's the last thing I want, for you to walk out these doors go, yeah, he's right, I have to pray more. Yeah, I should pray more. And you walk out of here depressed because you've got to pray more. I, I have to pray more. You guys, <laughs> that's just so ridiculous. Because the thing is, is the more I study the New Testament, the more I see that the New Testament is not so much about have-tos. Okay? The New Testament is very little about have-to, have-to. You have to do this or else you're not going to go to heaven. You have to do this or you're, you're going to go to hell. You ha- it's not about have-tos. It's about stupid if you don't. That's what it is. You don't have to pray, you're just stupid if you don't. No, you you don't don't have to give, you don't have to serve, you don't don't have to obey. It's just just about these privileges. I mean, the thing is, is is the Bible is teaching us that I have the ear of of God. That God is not only attentive when I speak to him, not only does he hear me, but he wants to hear from me. And and that's what I want you to leave with, thinking that God, the God of the universe, will listen to you when you speak to him, and he wants to hear from you. And so if you leave here and go, yeah, I hear that, but I'd rather watch TV, go ahead. I mean, see, the, the point of the message today is, if you don't want to pray, don't. Okay, you don't have to. You don't have to. But for me, that is the Christian life. That's, that's what being a Christian is all about, is I have fellowship with God all day long. I talk to Him, I hang out with Him, and it's a lot better than hanging out with you. It's an amazing privilege, an amazing honor, and it's what my faith is all about. It's not about a bunch of restrictions. It's about a relationship with God. And, and when I give to Him, man, that's my privilege. And every time I give, I, I end up getting more in return. Every time I serve him, I, I get the joy of fulfillment and knowing I'm actually on the earth doing something and accomplishing something. You don't want to serve, don't serve. You don't want to give, don't give. You don't want to pray, don't pray. Go, watch TV. Have fun. You don't even have to go to church. It's not about have to. It's about what? those who get it. Those who get who God is and how much he loves us and how crazy is it about us. We understand it's not about have tos. It's about a life where we get to honor this God and serve this God and there's no one we'd rather serve. There's no one we'd rather hang with. No one we'd rather talk to, speak to. But we don't have to pray. Jesus says in Luke chapter 18, verse 1, it says this. Luke 18, 1, Jesus says, Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Let me read that verse again. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. Here's what we're studying today. Jesus is going to tell a little story, a real simple story. But the whole point of the story, he says, because remember, a parable is not meant to be real deep, it's not to be something we we pick apart and try to figure out every detail. It's just a simple story. And Jesus, in the first verse, You know, the the scriptures tell us exactly why Jesus tells this parable. The point of it is that we should always pray and not give up. So I want you to think in your life right now, what have you given up on? I'm just going to give you a minute. Think, what have you stopped praying for and you just gave up on it? you think of some things? I know when I sat down and thought through in my life, yeah, there were some things that I, I just stopped praying. I don't, I don't even know why. Maybe the answer didn't come as quickly as I thought, so I just kind of moved on to other things. But they're huge things. And I just stopped praying. And Jesus says, well, let me tell you a parable of why you should keep praying and not give up. And he tells a story in verse 2 We'll just read through the story real quick. He said, In a certain town, there was a judge who neither feared God nor cared about men. And there was a widow in that town who kept coming to him with the plea, grant me justice against my adversary. Now, for some time, he refused. But finally, he said to himself, even though I don't fear God or care about men, yet because this widow keeps bothering me, I'll see that she gets justice so she won't eventually wear me out with her coming. And the Lord said, listen to what the unjust judge says. And will not God bring about justice for his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? Will he keep putting them off? I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? It's a real simple story. Jesus says, okay, there's this town, right? Where there's this judge, and this this is a rotten judge. Okay, he's he's kind of the ruler there, you know, but he doesn't like people. He doesn't care about people. He could care less about your needs, and he could care less what God thinks. He doesn't have any fear of God. He goes, well, in the town where this judge lived, lived this widow who was being persecuted. And this happened a lot because they couldn't defend themselves. He says, there was this widow who who just would keep coming to the judge and say, would you please, would you please just, just give me justice? I'm not asking you for any favors, this or that. Just do what's fair with me and this guy who keeps bugging me, you know, attacking me, whether it's financially, whatever it may have been. She's just saying, would you give me justice? And she kept bugging this judge, and this judge was like, stop bothering me. He refused her because there was nothing for him to gain, so he just kind of put her off. But she kept coming over and over and over again until finally the judge goes, you know what? Just to get her off my back, I'm going to give her what she wants." And Jesus says the moral of the story is, look, even a wicked, evil judge is going to eventually listen to you just because you bug him enough. So what do you think a righteous, good, loving judge who sent his son to die for you, his son paid the price for all of your sins, he's crazy about you, you think that you're going to cry out to him day and night and he's just going to ignore you? What sense does that make? Why wouldn't he listen to you? He goes, even the worst of human judges would listen to you. Why wouldn't God? It's, it's very similar to, to what he said a few chapters earlier. Remember in chapter 11 when he compared God, you know, to an earthly father. Remember that passage where he says, look, even you, you guys that are fathers here, if your son asks you for a piece of bread, are you going to throw him a rock? no. And if he gives you, you know, they say, hey, can you give me some fish to eat? Are you going to toss a snake at him? He goes, of course not. He goes, and then he says, I think it's in verse 11 where he says, so then if you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? The perfect father, the perfect dad in heaven. What do you, what do you think? What do you think he's going to do to his kids when they ask for something? And it's the same type of parable here. And now he's using the role of God as a judge. And he says, look, he's a perfect judge. Even an evil, rotten judge would listen and give you what you ask just because you're bugging him. What do you think God's going to do for you? And he tells them this parable because he wants them to keep praying to God. I mean, guys, we have so many advantages over that widow. The widow was a stranger to this judge. And, And yet in this passage, it says that won't God bring about justice for his chosen ones see i'm not a stranger to god i'm one of his chosen ones that's a term of endearment that's a powerful term i'm not just some little freak creation down here that he goes you know who's that guy trying to talk to me it says that i'm one of his chosen ones i'm one of his hand picked he looks at me and goes man i love that guy I'm crazy about that guy. And so when I talk to him, I'm not some stranger coming before a God who doesn't know who I am. I'm one of his chosen ones. And when I talk to him, he listens to me. It's an awesome thing. You know, another thing about the widow was that she came to an unjust judge. She came to a judge who who didn't care about what was right. I come before a God who is perfectly fair, who is the definition of fair. I can come before a judge and say, you know what? You know the situation. You know better than I what's best. I don't even know what's best. I trust you. And I can come before a fair judge and say, God, you just do what's right. You do what's best for me because I don't even know what's best for me sometimes. I don't know what's best in all these situations. I'm glad I can come to you and just say, okay, you do what's best because you're the perfect judge. This, this woman had to go, on the, go to this judge without any, she didn't know people in high places to get to him. Yet the Bible says I have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, and that I can pray in his name and he speaks to the Father on my behalf. That's awesome. I can go straight to the Son of God. Another thing, uh, another benefit we have, advantage is that she could only go at specific times, right, to this judge. She'd have to, like, sneak around and find out when he was going to his, you know, chariot or whatever, you know, and, and try to bombard him. You know, and and the Bible tells me that I have access to God any time of the day. At any moment, I can come before God as one of his chosen ones, and he's looking forward to listening to me. See, and the last thing is the, the other advantage that we have over her was every time she went to the judge, she was bugging him. Wasn't she? I mean, he just wanted her to get out of his life. And yet it's the exact opposite with God. In fact, Jesus is saying this parable, the point of it is that you would keep, if you want to call it bugging, but it's not, he wants it. It's like, I love that passage in Isaiah. Isaiah 62, when, uh, when the Israelites were, uh, were taken captive by the Babylonians and they're, they're praying for the restoration of Jerusalem. And in Isaiah 62, listen to this. In verse six, it says, I have posted watchmen on your walls, O Jerusalem, they will never be silent, day or night. You who call on the Lord, give yourselves no rest and give him no rest till he establishes Jerusalem and makes her the praise of the earth. You see what they're telling the people to do? They say, "Hey, let's let's just keep crying out to God." Okay, let's never rest. Let's always make sure that there's always a group of us that's crying out to God for the restoration of Jerusalem. In fact, it says, let's not give him any rest. Isn't that cool? I mean, it's, you guys, let's just bombard him to where God is always hearing the prayers of someone from here in Jerusalem begging for the restoration of this place. And let's pray that until he rules here again. It's like, Wow. Let's give him no rest. See, this, this passage, Jesus is saying, I, I want you to keep praying. Don't give up. He says, because don't you think God's going to listen to his chosen ones who cry out to him day and night? We have every advantage over that widow going to the judge. We have one disadvantage. Can anyone tell me what that is? What's the disadvantage? What benefit did she have that we don't have? She could see him, perfect. That's the only thing, right? Because she actually saw the judge and could say, hey, I I caught his eye. I know he's looking at me. And with God, we don't get to see him. And so it requires something else. It requires faith, right? We've got to really believe that he's listening. And that's why the parable ends there in verse 7, or verse 8, he says, I tell you, he will see that they get justice and quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He says, God's going to listen to the prayers. That's not the question. The question is not God's faithfulness. The question is our faithfulness. Is he going to find faith in us? Is he going to find people who still believe and keep praying? And you know what? I'm, going to, I'm just going to stop there. I mean, we... We could go into this text and start tearing apart every character, but that's not the point of the parable. But, but not only that, you guys, we love to complicate things. Okay, This parable is very, very simple. It's saying, pray. Okay, that's it. God's listening to you. He's got your ear. He's a good judge. He loves you. He'll hear you. That's it. We love to just complicate. We like to overanalyze things, don't we? We just like to think them to death, you know, because it makes us feel smarter. More intelligent because, you know, we came up with a new hypothesis, you know, about this or that or whatever else. And you've you got to understand, most of the world isn't like that. Okay, that, that's us and our arrogance. Most, most of the world, they're, they're pretty simple. And, and sometimes we need to just get back to the simplicity of the faith and be like little children and just pray because God tells us and I believe and know that he hears us. You know, I, I was speaking in Wisconsin. You talk about simple. Um, no, but, but Wisconsin and... Uh, and there was this, this lady there who, uh, who was a missionary, and, uh, and she, she, she shared one day. Um, she was a missionary to the pygmies, okay, for 15 years. She was a missionary to the pygmy warriors. And I thought, wow, that's, that's intriguing, isn't it? Because you, know, you always hear about it. I was like, wow, what is that like? But she, she, she shared about their worship, and she said their worship was awesome. And she says, they love to sing this one song. And she goes, and it's grown to be my favorite. And she read a line from this song of their chorus. Let me me read a line from the chorus. Killing people ruins the work of God. Christians shouldn't do it. (laughs) That's deep you know when i heard that it just hit me all over again you go it's it's a lot more simple than we make it you know you know and i just want to sing along uh, oh, we won't kill we won't kill you know it's just <laughs> but, but for so much of the world it's, it's just that simple you know oh, why are we getting into so many other things let's get a deeper commitment to some of the the simple basic truths it's the way most of the world worships god and we need to get back to that faith of a child that just says okay i'm going to ask for something And this is my dad, he's a perfect judge, and he's gonna listen to me. When I was in Uganda, same thing. You know, the first time I I preached in Uganda, every time I preached, there'd be this line of people that would wait for me afterwards. And I remember the first time it happened, I remember just looking at this line, it just went as far as I could see, and I just thought, man, I'm gonna be here all night. You know? (laughs) That's just what I thought. I just thought, I'm going to be counseling one problem, one issue after another. But it was amazing um, because as they came up to me, one after another, they didn't ask for advice. They would just come up, and this is what they would say Man of God, would you lay your hands on me and pray for me? That's it. They didn't ask for any advice. Part of me that want to go, hey, don't you have questions? I'm from America. <laughs> I got to, you know. But no, in their minds, it's like, we don't need your knowledge. I don't need your advice. I don't need your counsel. But man of God, would you lay your hands on me and pray for me? And then you wonder why God's doing such amazing things in that nation. Because it's simple. Just pray. There would be times I go, well, well, what would you like me to pray for? I mean, what's go- I mean the first people that asked me, I go, oh, tell me, what's going on? Man of God, just pray for me. Just place your hands on my head and pray for me. It's like, oh. And it was just awesome. It's one person after another, just, just praying for them. And a lot of them would tell me what's going on in their lives and just to, just to pray. That's all they wanted. They didn't ask for answers, not for me. They knew that was the most powerful thing I could do for them. And you guys, you got to understand, the most powerful thing I could do for you today is, is not expound on this passage a little bit more. Is to come before the living God and just to pray for you. The Bible says that the prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. And that's all these people wanted from me.